Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guys 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode 108 of The Spin Chagrin. And last week's category was Look. So, Frank, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm all right. I don't really got a whole lot to whole lot to talk about in terms of my life. <laughs> I um, work and that's about it. Playing Borderlands 3 and Cyberpunk 77 back right. and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what else is there to do really, right? Like, I have actually been playing um, NES games in the morning before I go to work. You've been doing that for a while now. Yeah, I like I play something different every morning. Hmm. Um, is that a multi- a multi-card, or are you like inserting new games into both? Okay. Yeah. Today I was playing a game called Mag Max. It's like from '87, I think. Okay. Um, it's a weird side-scrolling shooter where you play like a robot. I don't know. Hmm. It um, it's a game I rented a few times when I was a kid. Um, about. yeah i don't know it i don't know why like i rented it multiple times i at least rented it three or four times i never owned it or anything um i mean it's fun it's one of those games that i don't know that there's really a whole lot of point to it because it just feels like it goes on forever but um i'm looking at screenshots of this game and i yeah i have no recollection of this at all yeah recently Um, what i've been doing is finding games that I played as a kid that aren't like super popular that I can get for like $5 and I just like every like week or so I'll buy like a $5 game hmm. and then play it for a few days. Yeah. So yeah. I want to ask you before we get into this category of look, um, where did that develop? Cause this is, this is the set, this, this category of Frank sayings. This is something that Frank, says fairly consistently throughout his life when he's getting ready to emphasize or make a point. Um, so where did that, where does look develop from? I think mostly I would say it. I don't know. I say it when I'm not drunk. I mean, it's something I say a lot, like when I'm trying to focus myself and make a point when I'm intoxicated. Um, or if I'm, if in my brain, I'm about to shut down whatever point, you know, you've made, or so, you think like, you're going to shut down whatever point. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I'm okay. just under the impression that <laughs> you're I'm being attacked. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I'm under that impression all the time. But um Yeah, it's usually said in a very like low semi aggressive way. Mm-hmm. Like look. Yeah. And that's how you know that that that's getting serious. Uh, um so did that develop in your personal life, work life, do you think? I think it's just one of those, um, I don't even know what you would call it. Uh, so like an audible pause to some degree to like give yourself a moment to reorient yourself? Yeah, you know, like when I, I would tell you when we were a long time ago, like my tricks for speaking in front of groups of people mm-hmm. sometimes is to extend out sounds in a word mm-hmm. to give myself um a moment of reflection on what i'm gonna say so i can get it together a little more in like kind of a natural way without it seeming like i'm unsure or pausing or anything 
Um, I passed that I on to the kids today, as a matter of fact, when we were talking about interviewing and audible pauses came up, I passed along some of your advice. <clears throat> I also say, listen, and I think that yeah. listen, yes, you did. Is I don't know which one's more aggressive. I think look is more aggressive than listen. Listen is kind of I'm about to spit the truth, and yes. look is I'm about to tell you why you're wrong. Yes, I Maybe think that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's good. It's good analysis. Um, I actually am trying purposefully not to do those things anymore uh i realize that it's i don't know are you trying to better yourself or something frank is that what you're saying no 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 no. i'm just trying to hide (laughs) the bad parts i may be a little better (laughs) are you saying you're trying to be more duplicitous is that what you're saying Subtle, I would like to call it other than duplicitous. Uh, okay. But, you know, potato, potato, I suppose. Uh, There's right. another saying that I say all the time. Yeah. Yeah, potato, potato. I said, that is true. I haven't heard that one in quite a while, though. Um, I say it at work a lot. Mm. Usually when I'm, usually when I'm making fun of two things that are actually dissimilar, and eh, potato, potato, you right. Know. Yes, that is how you use that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> all right. So, category of look seems pretty wide open for you. What did you uh, What did you end up watching? So, I watched two movies. Uh, I actually you actually watched like eight movies, and then you're just going to talk about two or something. Yeah, that's that's an accurate an accurate assessment. Right. Um, it wasn't eight; it was four. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which I just couldn't finish. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, two of which I did finish, mm-hmm. and one of which I just didn't care to finish. Although I think I probably could have, and I, I don't, I don't know if I want to talk about that movie. But mm-hmm. um, it's not often when a spin chagrin beats me. But sometimes when I have something tucked in my pocket, I feel like I don't really need to prove anything to myself, so I just quit. So, um. So anyway, uh, the first movie we're going to talk about uh, is a movie that I actually, you and I had both intended to watch for several months now, I guess at this point, like two or, two, two or three months, and neither of us had ever gotten around to it, and finally I decided this weekend that I really, I just wanted to do it, um, and that is uh, 2023's Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Eli Roth. It's a uh, horror movie that's based on one of the fake trailers from, uh, what is that called? Grindhouse? Grindhouse, yeah. Uh, And is now, I think, the third movie of that. It's Hobo with a Shotgun and Machete are the other two. Yep, that's correct. Movies that have come out of this. So Mm -hmm. I guess maybe at some point Rob Zombie is going to make some Nazi werewolf movie. Mm. uh, And hopefully use werewolf bar mitzvah uh, as the... (laughs) Um, and, the hopefully title music. Ha- and hopefully have Nick Cage as a Fu Manchu. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if anyone can get away with that. And I don't think that's no. Two thousand twenty, whatever. Um, but I think Machete is okay. Uh, not terrible, but not like the greatest movie. 
but entertaining enough. It, it's probably been what when did Machete come out? Like 2011 or something like that. So it's been yeah, ten I think. Yeah. Ten plus years yeah. since I've seen that movie. I am not really a fan of Hobo with a Shotgun. I think it's too too obvious, I guess maybe, or just it's just trying so hard to be offensive. Uh, so. I've only watched that movie once. I don't really super remember it, but I didn't enjoy it when I watched it. So, mm-hmm. um, so kind of mixed feelings about this going into it. Uh, I really, I think that you and I both thought the trailer looked really good, um, mm-hmm. and had some hope for it, and just kind of left it at that. But then, just I don't know, stuff gets in the way. And yeah, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, I don't even watch movies. I want to watch anymore because I got to watch so many movies because I have to. So I'm definitely not going to watch something I don't want to watch. Um, and it's really hard to fit them in. So it was nice to have kind of a free weekend and this sort of fit. Um, and I'll explain the look uh, connection as we talk about it. Um, so you watched it as well. And I, I, I think we, 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 we both enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, actually. Um, to mm-hmm. me, it was a throwback to my bloody valentine or valentine's day mm. or wait what's that movie called my, my bloody valentine my bloody right? valentine yeah, yeah the 80s that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what it reminded me the most of in terms of like the town under siege and mm. um yeah you kind of equated it to scream but to me it had much more of like a throwback feel sure um not in terms of the direction but just the plotting and the characters and stuff mm-hmm. so all right so this movie um it opens on a thanksgiving night where the guy that owns the local walmart-esque uh, mega store has decided to open his doors on thanksgiving evening as opposed to black friday morning um so he's going to have his super sale and there's a whole bunch of people gathered outside and um the people gathered outside are like the biggest colossal assholes ever and having never actually done a Black Friday like lineup and wait type thing, I'm assuming that it's somewhat accurate towards, uh, you know, what people actually act like. Um, except maybe more shitty because it takes place in New England, so they're all a bunch of like Boston assholes. Um, so anyway, the guy who owns the place. There's, pe- there's people from Massachusetts who just downloaded um the podcast last week, like a bunch of episodes, like um. Thanks. Maybe they don't live in Boston. <laughs> Look, I don't want to offend anyone. I, I mean, I don't care, but <laughs> I've been to Boston and I'm not a fan. Like, I just, it's a city that I don't, like, I understand if you're from it. It must be how people feel about Baltimore, you know, because I have affection for Baltimore, like having grown up in the area for my whole life and lived in Baltimore for a while. But, I, you know, like, it's just, it's just a city, you know, and it's whatever. I'm sure people don't like us saying hun and whatever. I mean, I'll never say hun, but, you know, the whole Baltimore accent. Baltimore. Right, sure. So anyway, so this group of teens, um, jocks and popular kids, they go to um, go to the store because the girl's dad owns it and they get in early and them being inside kind of triggers the people outside to go crazy and they start a riot and actually kind of reminded me of um, Dawn of the Dead. In that opening part with them like pressing against the glass and um, breaking their way in. Sure. So several people are grievously injured and or killed 
which is setting up the whodunit aspect of this movie, um, which is one of the first things I really enjoy about the movie is that it's really a throwback in that sense that you can make guesses as to who the killer is, but it does a decent enough job hiding the fact. Um, and you might even say that it's a stretch when you get to that point, but at the same time, like it does a good job of like giving you, is it this, you know, is it the, the first boyfriend who was a star pitcher who got his arm broke in the riot? Or is it this guy who was the store manager whose wife got killed in the riot? Or um, is it, you know, this other guy who seems like a creep who eventually wooed? Um, the girl after she broke up with her broken arm boyfriend. So it, it does that pretty well. So fast forward a year um, and it's Thanksgiving again after this horrible tragedy. And in the town that these kids live in, there's this tradition of wearing, and I can't remember the historical figure's name, but um, a mask of John, John Carver. Is that his name? Is John that right? Carver, yeah. Yeah, wears a mask of this historical figure, John Carver, who's like the founder of the town or whatever, which is basically like a, like a throwback, like old style Halloween, you know, elastic around the back of your head, like plasticine mask that goes over your face. Um, and the killer dresses up in a sort of a pilgrim costume with the um, whatever you call this stupid pilgrim hats and like the black clothes. And he's murdering people that were involved in that night um so first person he kills is this woman who was part of the group of shoppers that caused the riot originally by breaking in she's just like obnoxious lady and here's one of the things like to start that i really enjoyed about this movie too is that even though like she's kind of like just a like a harridan in the beginning you know like this terrible person when they show her because she's a waitress at the local diner she's not they don't make her like a um what's the word i'm looking for like a like a like a cutout villain kind of like they give her a personality and she's talking to people and they kind of humanize her a little bit and mm -hmm. i enjoy it when movies make just a slight amount of effort to elevate a character above a caricature kind of right um even if it's just for a few moments in order to kill them off um, and also another one of the things, um, when the killer breaks into the, um, is in the, whatever, the diner to kill her, um, he submerges her head in a sink of, uh, like dishwater and then smashes her face against the walk-in freezer, which like sticks her face to the freezer, um, which I thought was kind of a nice touch. Mm. Um, I know that we... I don't know if we probably, I guess you haven't aired that yet, but uh, in Saw 3, that's sort of a similar, it's like one of the few like Saw trap, quote unquote traps or whatever that I think is interesting. And I thought that was a pretty interesting use. And so, you know, she dies and mm -hmm. he plants her crotch, towards, he plants the lower half of her torso crotch first on top of, what is it, right mark? Is that what it's called? Yes, right mark. Right? Yep. Um, on the right mark sign. Um, so subsequently he kills the guy that was the security guard that ran away and then people start to make the connection that um, it's all you know it's people that were involved in this whatever this horrible event um, he also starts tagging 
the group of friends in his what are like Instagram posts mm-hmm. where it's like a picture of a Thanksgiving table. So not to give away like too many of the kills, although I think that most of the kills in this movie are actually pretty inventive. Um, he ends up like working his way through several people. So um, kills the security guard. Then he kills what one of the friends he ends up killing. Right. And then I don't know. He ends up killing like a bunch of people that were there and were so show. Oh, he kills um this guy from a rival high school and his girlfriend. Um that one that that's one that was from the trailer too, where like the girl's bouncing on a trampoline because she's stripping for her boyfriend and he ends up stabbing her with like a spike like through the trampoline. Right. Um so anyway. So they're all freaking out because who is this person? And they think maybe it's um, because the boyfriend who had his arm broken, he's come back. And now maybe it was him, you know, that's like trying to get revenge or maybe it's uh, the guy that was the manager because he's been like super vocal about how much he hates the right Mart and how the right Mart ruined his life because his wife got um, her neck broken. Um, So he eventually kidnaps a couple of the friends um, and then ends up getting them all in this house, which is actually the John Carver house um, and reveals that he's going to basically kill them all um, because of what happened on that night. Um, so it's really up until the last, like, well, what is that? Like 15 minutes left in the movie where they really reveal who this killer is. Yeah. And it's kind of contrived, but at the same time, like it makes sense. Um, and they did sort of show you, in some ways, kind of a, you know, like they gave you a, I wouldn't even call it like a clue, but it's there like in the beginning of the movie, sort of. Yeah, um, I didn't go back to like watch the interactions between those characters to see if how they played it. But yeah. yeah. It's enough that when you know, like you can see it, but it doesn't mean that you could have never known from the beginning. Although I'll be honest, like the, and I'm not going to reveal who the killer is because I think you should probably like watch it if you haven't. Um, so this is really kind of like the worst spin chagrin ever, this one. Um, because I really enjoy the movement. I kind of want to give it some respect. Um I I guessed it was the killer about halfway through, but only from a process of elimination, just because right. I knew it wasn't certain people. Mm-hmm. And um there was a couple things with the the character that I felt were kind of hinky, and I was like, you know what, it's gotta be this dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's something. So again, like I, I love my bloody Valentine and we've actually, I don't think ever talked about that on a podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Um, cause I don't think it made the top five of the year that it came out. Um, which is weird cause I really enjoy that movie. Yeah. We both really like it a lot. I, I like the fact that it's got this group of kids and even though one of the kids is a hundred percent like an asshole, but he's an asshole in a believable way, I think. And just because he's like the top dog at their high school, like he's the whatever, like the star quarterback or whatever he is. But even like the other guy that's his sidekick, I think is like a pretty decent character. And like you kind of come to like him. Um, people display human emotion in a way that's believable and interesting. And I think the performances are all really good. Um, so 
this is more or less just a way to recommend that if you haven't watched Thanksgiving um, and you're a fan of horror movies, especially slasher movies, it's a it's a really good modern homage to like the mid mid to late eighties in terms of slashers. Um, it's well paced. It goes by quick. It's got some really interesting kills. It's got a good set piece at the end um, that kind of keeps you guessing until like the very end of the movie. And I really think it's worth watching. I really enjoyed it. Um, Agreed. In, 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 a, in a number of years, like that, we maybe not feature these movies, but we tend to watch a lot of these slashers, especially like the big, the big budget ones. Um, so like the Texas Chainsaw, the last one that came out a couple of years ago, which is fucking god awful. And yeah, that's fucking chagrin level ten. <clears throat> and we'll like end up like talking about those things and kind of how bad they are and disregarding them. Um, so I, and I think I tend to watch modern slashers probably more than going back and watching old slashers. I never seen unless you tell me to. And out of all the modern slashers, this is the best one I've seen like in a long time. And I think it, I think it does most of the right things, which is to, like you said, make characters at least human enough to be sympathetic, even if they're not necessarily likable. Um, so it, it it does away with that trope that I hate, which is the unlikable protagonist. Um, it has really inventive kills that are funny at times, like conceptually, but are so brutal in the nature of them in the film that they're not funny. Um, so it makes it pretty grotesque in a lot of ways, like that this killer is like that deranged to to do this um i like that i like that like town under siege type thing which appears in a few different movies um <clears throat> i don't think they go the curfew route with this do they um necessarily but like uh yeah they i mean they they it's it's mentioned is it yeah midway through um i guess it's after maybe the third it, it's after the opponent the opposing like quarterback guy and his girlfriend mm. killed. Um, it's mentioned at the at okay. the high school. So, the other thing I really like about this is that it starts out with that Black Friday thing, which is a little ridiculous. I guess I don't know if that's how people really act or not. Right? Like you know, I mean, like to the point of like that kind of brutality um that that they show and there's you know this like horrific like you know death and everything and despite like a somewhat kind of goofy maybe like a over-the-top beginning with all of that i think that the circumstances treated with respect throughout the rest of the movie to where it feels realistic of the how these characters might actually feel in terms of their motivations like their trauma from it like, you know, their guilt, like all these things. It feels like a real script writer did try to do some work with these characters um, in terms of just how they're written. And I appreciate that. So, like, um, yeah, I just thought it was a really solid movie overall. I agree. Maybe the killer is a little. It's mildly contrived, I would say. Right. Um, but overall, I, I I enjoyed watching the movie. Like, it was an enjoyable experience to, to watch it. And um, I thought it did some some really good things that most slashers ignore or don't do. 
Um, yeah, and surprising that Eli Roth had, and maybe he's just maturing, I don't know, but the ability to have some subtlety and restraint, I guess. It, not that That's not exactly right, because there's, it really is like some brutal, like deaths and set pieces in here, but um, yeah, I don't know, like whatever, subverting your expectations just by kind of humanizing a lot of these characters and not making them, you know, just terrible. Sure. So, well, he didn't write it, so he just came up with the story. <laughs> so maybe that's the difference um, in it, because, yeah, I don't trust them either, necessarily. Um, the only thing that I thought was really weird is, without giving away the ending, is I think the oldest natural birth I think I looked up is 59 years old. So I thought it was really weird. I thought it was a little much considering the uh the, 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 the woman who dies in the beginning is like 61 as an actress. Um and some of like there was another reason why I thought it was contrived. Like that was the first thing I did towards the end is go, "Hold on a second. <laughs> and like looking up the age of like the actress. Like um so uh, it was another one of those things that kind of like stood out to me is like, you know, they might have needed to cast people like about like 20 years younger or so um, in those roles. But I get it. Like, um, but yeah, that the ending is probably like the weakest part, but it's not bad whatsoever. It just kind of like was like, huh? Oh, oh OK. 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 Um, and it has a satisfying like kind of conclusion to it in terms of like the finale of like the last action sequence so yeah i i could ignore it <clears throat> um but yeah solid movie i liked it i mean it's like a like a two chagrin sure sure um so here comes here comes the actual spin chagrin movie of the evening oh so the reason that thanksgiving is on the look episode mm, is because mm -hmm. the killer is looking for revenge get it yeah i, I got, got it i see right. the fire yeah yeah that's my subtle all right so the other movie i watched which is actually the first movie i watched is a taiwanese horror movie from a few years ago i don't yeah. know what i guess i should look up what year this fucking thing is Oh no, it's new. It's 2023. Um, I guess it is a sequel to some other movies that are in this series, but it is called The Bridge Curse: Colon The Ritual. Um, <laughs> it's an Asian horror movie. I don't know. I guess that's probably the best way to premise it. But so the idea is there's this build. It it's basically. Ghostbusters, kind of hmm. like there's this building that the architect who built the building got like screwed over somehow, so he inverted the something or other and turned it from a blessed building to a cursed building. So now, like, no ghosts can leave the building, they're just trapped there forever, but for some reason the Taiwanese are still using it as like a school building, you know, like there's like, fuck it, you know, haunted curse building, but you know, he's going to have class. So just keep going. 
Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really understand a lot of what happened in this movie. And I've watched enough Asian horror where I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty, pretty knowledgeable on the tropes of Asian horror. Um, and a lot of the stuff deals with, like when you watch stuff, especially from like even the Japanese stuff, but like Thai and Taiwanese and Korean and Cambodian and Vietnamese horror, Chinese horror, a lot of times it's got, well, not really Chinese horror, but the other ones got a lot of stuff like linked to like Buddhism and the idea of ghosts not being able to move on. And, you know, you need to have like this, like spiritual cleansing and there's ghosts that get stuck in like a, like the grudge kind of, you know, where they're gripped by like anger and they can't move on from like their anger. So they're just like torturing everyone around them, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's kind of the premise here. Anyway, so this girl, her brother is developing a video game, but it's like a virtual reality video game. And what he's decided to do is he gets this magic lantern and he's going to go into the building and basically like enact the curse. And that's part of the video game because it's like, it's not virtual reality. It's like, what, what what's that shit called like almost like geocaching but like when you use your phone and it shows you things based on where you are and i don't know you oh know. that whole trend um something reality not altered reality or augmented augmented reality yeah, yeah like the whole pokemon thing sure exactly yeah it's augmented reality i think so it's like that mm-hmm. but the brother is told several times don't put the lantern down or else the ghost will get you so this fucking idiot's like putting the lantern down all over the place. And then you know what? The ghosts get him. So he gets dragged out of a elevator into the nether regions of um there's like a ritual you do in the elevator where like you turn the elevator off and then you press a series of buttons, like a series of floors, and then you flip the elevator back on and it like takes you to a portal to like the other side of the whatever, like the dark side. Um, so that happens, and he gets dragged out, and then they find him the next day, and he's in a coma. So now some time has passed, and he's still in a coma, and his sister, who goes to the same school, um, is working with his group of friends that were the programmers who are still trying to make this game, and they're going to find her brother. That's the thing. They're going to go in. And use this augmented reality that he created. Um, and they still want to produce the game, even though he's in a coma. Mm-hmm. And she's going to go in and rescue him. So you find out through flashbacks throughout the course of the movie that um, their father used to beat them. And the brother saved her from getting beat. And you eventually find out that they saved her by murdering the father. Like they stabbed him to death. And I'm not sure if there was ever any, like, legal consequence to that, but they definitely murder the father at one point in flashback. Um, Although, it's like a kitchen, like a a serrated knife, like what you would use to cut your fucking carrots with or whatever. And they only stab him once kind of in the kidneys, and he just dies. I mean, I feel like that's a really weak, weak death. Um, He probably should have, like, been a little tougher. Um, So she agrees to go in. 
And there's a security guard there, and the security guard doesn't want her to go in, but then she convinces him to let him, and um, then you find out later, and maybe I should have watched the other like Bridge Curse movies, because maybe they're connected, mm-hmm. and I did not have that kind of energy. Um, but you find out that like his girlfriend was dead, and she... This is the end of the movie, so I'm skipping really far ahead. You find out that his girlfriend was dead and her ghosts like led him to be the security guard there because maybe that was like his fate was to help her. Um, but anyway, so she goes into the building and do you let me see how I can describe this CGI. The movie's not filmed poorly necessarily, but all of the ghosts are CGI. Like there's I don't think there's any practical. Maybe there's some practical, but it's almost all like CGI. Um, and it I'm, reminds I'm, me- I'm imagining what this looks like because I, I, I think I know exactly what this movie is in terms of the ghosts. Describe so like first- to me Taiwanese. So the first ghost they encounter is supposedly this ballerina that died in. Um, died in the building at some point in the past Mm -hmm. um and she like claims victims or whatever in like the dance studio and so the girl like sees her but there's a thing with the augmented reality game where you have to do a certain thing and you win that part of the game but then it turns out that the ghost is real and so she chases her so it kind of looks like 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 a cut scene from Fatal Frame from like 2004 mm-hmm. is sort of what the ghost reminded me of and like literally a brand new movie relatively so you know probably could have had better CGI to it but um hey I don't know so then a bunch of other shit happens and they're running around and um, they eventually get to this point where they find the lantern and they find the brother and there's this other ghost and the ghost, it turns out is like the ghost of the architect, I think, who's been like haunting the place the whole time. And for some reason they throw the lantern at him and it causes him to explode, but it also causes a brother to explode and then they like leave and she's failed but then all of a sudden it's like but i didn't fail because i think he's still in there so she goes back and convinces the security guard to help her and then it turns out that they're back inside but like they're in there in like a time slip while the other stuff is happening that you already saw in the movie so it's all happening at the same time but they don't really explain that very well and it's just kind of there's an amazing scene where um, the girl tries to stop herself from throwing the lantern at the bad ghost. And then the security guard like runs. So it's in a library. So he runs around to the other side of the stacks and he dives like he's doing like a one handed football catch and catches the lantern and stops it from breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like where you're getting flashbacks to the, uh, them murdering their father um 
so they end up like getting the brother and then the evil ghost is chasing them and god i can't i can't i there's like an exact exact comparison that i had when i was watching this movie to what this fucking thing looks like because i swear to god it looks like a cutscene from like 2005 from some horror game like it should have been in like silent hill or some shit mm-hmm. um but they get away from him and then they're in the elevator but then she gets like kidnapped again by the bad ghost and then the brother and the security guard are like both like trapped and she's going to die but then the brother sacrifices himself and ends up saving her and then he dies in his coma and she's able to let him go um and that's where you find out that he saved her already once before so i guess she really kind of owes him um I don't know. I don't necessarily understand like half of what happened in it. And I'm not sure if it's because I just don't, I really haven't watched a whole lot of movies from Taiwan. So it's not like they're not tropes that I'm super familiar with. Um, But I mean, whatever, like it would have been infinitely better if, the ghosts would have looked even a little bit like they belonged in 2023 and not 2003. Um, I don't know. I don't know like what kind of budget they have in Taiwan <clears throat> to make this shit. So you, you lost me at magic lantern. I'm going to be honest. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if I could take the movie seriously. Yeah, it so here's look. Oh, so it's look because <laughs> the woman is looking for um her brother, whatever. Gotcha. Um I've watched so many Asian horror movies just because they were Asian horror movies. And you know, this is kind of early on to like our friendship when I was like first really getting into like buying like bootleg VHSs of mm-hmm. Japanese horror. Um, I don't necessarily need it to make complete sense, but it should make some sense. And I shouldn't feel like I watched like three different movies and I don't even know like why I understand the basic premise and I guess I explained it well enough. But there's so much shit in it that's just kind of dumb. It doesn't make any sense. And I wouldn't say anything's played for laughs, but I think they hold back somewhat in terms of, like, the scariness. And I don't know if that's a cultural thing with Taiwan or whatever. Um, You see that in Chinese ghost movies. And I feel like in Indian ghost movies, too, like horror movies, where not all of them, but a lot of them will, like, hold back a little bit or, like, make it almost tongue-in-cheek somewhat. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It was just. It was a waste of my life. Yeah. Um. I feel like the movie was two and a half hours long, but I think it's like an hour and forty minutes or something. Um, which I feel like it's an hour and forty-one minutes. I feel like that could be the subtitle of the Spin Chagrin. Is this movie felt like it was four hours long, but dot dot dot, and then the answer is always like it was eighty minutes. Um. Yeah. So, 
it's free on that. Well, not free on Netflix. It's on Netflix if you subscribe to Netflix. Um, I would not recommend watching it. Maybe I don't think I'll ever go back and watch any of the other Bridge Curse movies. Although I think I may have watched one of the Bridge Curse movies. Now that I think about it, hmm. I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah. I think except in certain ways, I think maybe I'm kind of done with Asian horror. Um, I don't know. Of like forever, like giving it the benefit of the doubt. Do you mean like, I mean, certain, are there certain countries that aren't producing things you don't like? I don't feel like it's really going in any direction beyond like where it's already been and it's been that way for 25 years of my life now mm. yeah so i don't know maybe it's just this kind of stuff i'm trying to think what the last asian horror movie i watched that i like truly enjoyed was uh, there's, there's some stuff on some. the yeah there's stuff on the fresh five in the past couple of years that you've liked yeah like like norroy is good and the whaling is good and you know, the, the Korean stuff I still enjoy, but a lot of that stuff is like serial killer horror. I guess every once in a while something from Japan is appealing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of like most Thai horror either. Um, and I've been watching a lot more of that just because of my wife. But um, yeah, like there was a couple of movies that you put on, I think, or at least medium. one that was Thai. You're right. Yeah, right. the medium was Thai. Uh huh. Um, and what country was the one? Oh man, never mind. I should. Oh, that's Indonesia. You're, there you go. There you go. You're talking about um Satan slaves and uh yes um ah oh, fuck I can't remember I I I can't say the name of that movie without looking at it but yeah the other one that's about um the two um the two friends who end up going back to uh the village where they're the one girl's father is from and it's a cult and in in pedagore in pedagore yeah there yep that's the one i really like a lot yeah yeah that one's really good yeah i don't know maybe i'm just overreacting because this movie was so lame these uh these ghosts got a little bit of a black hole sun going on with them yeah they (laughs) do yeah that's another thing that's kind of lame about it is it literally, I mean, like, Black Hole Sun is, what, 1995? And it looks like that's the CGI that you're getting in this movie. Is fucking, how many years is that now? 30 years? Jesus Christ. Almost. 30 years old. Yeah. So I would not recommend it. Oh, Sun video. Oh. Uh... It was released. The album was released in '94. Uh, what about the video? I feel like it was the spring of my senior year of high school. Uh-huh. It's released in June of '94. The video. Yeah, so I actually exactly seen... thirty years. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this now. I have watched the first Bridge Curse movie. Mm. Um. Not enjoyable. Although has a better feel to it than this one. 
um, because it's got some found footage aspects to it, and they do some stuff while there. I have um, heard, <laughs> I have heard you say some of the worst, most awful things about certain movies before, but. The dismissal of not enjoyable might be one of the most horrible things I've heard you actually say, because I understand like the tone of your voice and the fact you don't even want to waste the time on saying anything more than not enjoyable. Oh, so let me let me talk about this movie that I started to watch and I couldn't finish. Okay, um, it's called Look Away. It's also on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's about this girl who's bullied at school, um, and her parents are just like elitist assholes. And so when she's masturbating on her bathroom sink one day, um, her reflection turns and looks at her, and then it starts this whole thing where was the reflection like, masturbating? Yes, they were masturbating oh. simultaneously, but then the reflection stopped okay. and turned to look at her. Um, And then it's, like, that's her dark half that wants to, like, basically take over and give her, like, the confidence that she lacks, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Um, I really hated it, and I said, fuck this, and that was the end of that. This has got to be a dude that directed this movie. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's actually um. Some women wrote it though, so okay, all right. I know that this. I I know whatever. Like I should have the maturity to separate this, but I feel some kind of way when they show a person that is a teenager, and then they show them doing like sexual things, or they show them naked. Even if the actor is not a teenager, it's difficult for me to watch. Yes. Like, I still feel like a creep watching it because I'm supposed to believe that this person is a child. And now you're making me, like, look at them naked or, like, you know, masturbate on the kid. Yes. Here's the other thing, too. This doesn't even make any sense. She's masturbating on the fucking bathroom sink. And she's running the bath. Like, just do it in the bath. Like, why are you... Like hanging out on the sink. Are you like, gonna mansplain to this seventeen year old character in a movie where she needs to masturbate for Yeah, I think I think I am. I really think I am mansplaining <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. Look. <laughs> and then what happens is she gets scared when her fucking reflection turns to look at her and it's not even subtle. Um and she falls off the fucking sink. Ah. I think you, well, first, obviously, I guess you wouldn't be masturbating sitting on the sink, like, you know, um, but I think you would probably fall off a sink if, like, your reflection turned to look at you while you're masturbating. First of all, there's so many things that would never happen when I was first, 17 First of all, is another good one. Um, uh, either. Well, right now, my fat ass ain't ever getting up on no sink uh-huh. ever for no reason. <laughs> Especially not to masturbate. Second of all, when I was 17, I wasn't getting up on the sink then either. I would just sit on the toilet. Right. Oh, you want to see what you got for next week? Yeah. Stop the 17 year old masturbation talk. Um, You're the one that brought it up. I don't think that's true. Yeah, it was me. 
Oh, I got the noise. Right. Yeah, you do. <laughs> the category for next week is Aztec Ally. The category for next week is Aztec Ally. Oh, I read that wrong. I read that as Aztec Alley, and I was like, man, what is that going to be? <laughs> Aztec oh, I already know what it's going to be. Yeah. I got it. Right. Sure you do. Done um, and done. I'm putting <laughs> it on my watch list right now. <laughs> um, Which is one of the few categories that it is related to something you said, but it was a misinterpretation of something that you said. And I can't even remember what the original thing was. Um, <clears throat> I wish I could. I know. Um, <clears throat> me too. When I was looking to see if we talked about my bloody Valentine, which it seems like we did not. And I'm going to, while we're talking about this, we didn't, I forgot to put it on that list. And you <laughs> called me out for it. In that podcast, remember those things. Um, he said, I'm surprised you didn't put my bloody Valentine on, considering how much you like it. I said, Yeah, yeah, I fucking forgot. <laughs> anyway, I was looking it up, but trying to like see like if it's ever been talked about. And Player FM has us categorized on page one of Lampoon Podcasts. I mean, okay. Are you all right with that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what this is kind of right. Right, right. It's just Lampooning. interesting that they like categorized, I guess, correctly. <clears throat> you know what? Um, what's also funny is that under Lampoon Podcast first page, um, six years ago updated, twenty two hours ago updated, but that's because it's a Ringer podcast. Um. And Bill Simmons, I think, like, is a robot that doesn't sleep anymore, like him and his people. Um, here's one 21 hours ago, 35 weeks ago, seven days ago, 25 days ago, 10 days ago, uh, three weeks ago. Like, we got seven days. We're like, we're, we're on more up to date ones on the Lampoon podcast. So, um, Oh, we're about to update again. <laughs> we are. Oh, my God. Oh, this is perfect. Oh, <laughs> I It must have been on my old phone. Um, it's going to be so fucking the, bad. The Aztec ally thing of like what that was all about. But because <clears throat> uh, I thought I had it saved. But it was, a, it, mis it was a misinterpretation of something you said, and I thought you said Aztec ally. Um, so that got added to the list. All right. Um, oh, this movie looks amazing. <laughs> fantastic. I'm excited. Uh, Talk really quick about Netflix. Um, okay. Since both of those movies were on Netflix. Yeah, I'm oh, so three of those movies, right? Yeah, t t tell me about it. Tell me about yeah. your anger. So I went to watch Thanksgiving um, because you had told me that it was streaming. Mm-hmm. And I initially did not ask you where it was streaming. Um, so I looked all over for it and I couldn't find it. And finally I was like, and I subscribe to a lot of streaming services. And finally I was like, where's the streaming? You said, oh, it's on Netflix. So I went back and you said you have to search for it. So I searched for it and Netflix comes back with 
So recently, I don't watch Netflix often, I guess, or not as often as I watch other things. Um, so I recently, in the past couple of months, changed my Netflix plan from the complete, like, whatever, 1080p, Ultra HD or whatever fucking shit, Netflix plan to the $6.99, you're going to get a couple of ads here and there in Netflix plan, which for me is fine. You know, like, I don't mm-hmm. care about watching a couple of ads and I still get access to Netflix and what I don't got to pay like two and a half times as much for something I watch like once a week. So Netflix tells me that um, Thanksgiving is one of the movies on Netflix that is due to licensing agreements, not supported for the lesser, um, lesser streaming service price. So I had to go in and fucking update my Netflix account to pay them the goddamn $14.99 a month of the actual like full plan to be able to watch Thanksgiving, which I did because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot. But it was still really annoying that they're going to restrict certain content from you unless you're willing to pay like the law for you, the plan and whatever, like, you know, if you're being frugal or like me, you just don't necessarily need, you don't mind having like a commercial here and there for that, that's particular service. Then they're going to restrict you from watching certain shit. Like that's bullshit. And really made me, um, and you know what? Like, fuck it. I'm an idiot. Cause I just went and did it anyway. You know? So I... cause you want it, you want it now. I mean, it's not to blame you. Like, it's just saying. It's like, you know, I mean, that's... You you wanted to watch this thing, and it's like, what would you have paid outside of that to watch it? Like, you know, like, if you would have, like, had to go somewhere else and... I mean, probably that difference. I think it's five ninety nine on Prime right now. Sure. If I would have... I mean, it's all these, like, if if you're looking at your budget, it's all these financial considerations anymore of, like, what you want and what you don't. I I was taken aback by the whole thing because I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, how how are they hiding things? Like, because it was just like, okay, they're getting their money now through the ads in addition to your monthly subscription. Right. Or they're, you know, you're not paying as much on monthly if you get ads, but they're getting the money through the advertising. And then now they're going to hide stuff behind an ad. They're also going to hide content behind ad free. And I was like, I never heard of this. And I looked it up like pretty, pretty quickly to try to see if I could find anything about that. And there was when it went over and the ad plan was created. There was like this little clause, apparently, that said that like due to licensing reasons, some things might not be available. Now, anytime I've heard of licensing type stuff, it's usually like licensing because like of past deals, like not like things that are current yeah, or like, you know, future kind of like, you know, deals. And this is a brand new movie. There's no difference between like this being in the theater, like Oppenheimer coming up on Peacock this week. You know, Oppenheimer's not hid behind a tier like there's an ad version. I have access to it. I will get ads because I don't have the ad-free Peacock. Same here. The idea that Netflix is going to start, that some of these companies are going to decide to start hiding new content 
behind ad-free barriers is like doubly gross to me. Yeah. Like it's it's bad enough that it's like you're going to try to like price people out of ad-free. Actually, you're going to take away ad-free and then price people out of ad-free versus the ads and then on top of it hide content behind it. Like yes. now. And it's this kind of like a max profit type mentality. And I just don't know. I mean, I just don't know where it ends. Like, and I know like some of our friends like have like, you know, I'm sure would listen there and tell us, we'll just do this or just do that. Like, you know, I mean, but I mean, if you were trying to be like, you know, like, like pay for the things that you watch and stuff like that, they are trying to price people out of this and they're making people like move from like, you know, almost like trying to cancel services, which is what we do largely. Um, we've lapsed a little in the past six months, but it's like cancel this, add this song, cancel this, add this on for the month. But it's like, right. it's, it's forcing you to play whack-a-mole with the content that you want. I mean, the thing is, is Netflix knows you're coming back at least for the next season of stranger things. Sure. So right. fuck you. Like, what do they right. care? They're getting their ad revenue right. anyway. Right. That's right. I don't I, know. It was, um, I don't mind paying to not have commercials for certain things and sure. people make fun of me, but I am very okay with paying money every month to have no commercials on YouTube because I just can't stand like commercials when I'm watching a 13 minute video about toys or something you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it's just it's worth it because i watch so much youtube yeah but again i don't watch enough netflix where it matters like can I'm okay i can i let me ask you a question about that youtube thing because i think i get it i think i get it completely like anymore as i've like started to watch more youtube in the past few years is it because of the click because you have the option after so many seconds to skip it and you hate like sitting there and grabbing the controller again and skipping it where the other things you don't have options to skip. So you just know you have to like get through it and that doesn't bother you. I honestly, I don't know. I can't even explain like why I can't explain why it bothers me in one instance and doesn't bother me at all in another. I think that's what it would be for me anymore is I'm getting tired of YouTube and the ads because after five to 20 seconds, depending on whatever it is, you can skip it. So then I have to like grab the controller again, click to skip it. And it's like, and I feel obligated to do that to not watch, like could be a three minute ad for, like you said, a 13 minute video yeah. Um, where Peacock, which I shouldn't say Peacock, Peacock does things really well. I think overall, um, especially with our movies, like for as oddly reviled as Peacock ends up being all the time. Yeah, it's like a three minute three minute commercial for a movie, and then you're good all the way through. It's like perfect. Um, how were the Netflix commercials? Because I haven't seen that yet. Completely unobtrusive. They're okay. fine. Like how long average I, do you think for? Oh Jesus! Like nothing. Like to be esque or fifteen fifteen seconds twenty seconds. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah, completely unobtrusive. It's 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 honestly aside from the fact that it really sucks getting like locked out of certain content it makes i don't understand why anyone wouldn't have just the fucking um the ad version of netflix i barely gotcha. even noticed it you know i mean in our modern world aren't you like looking away from the tv randomly like every couple of minutes anyway probably sure sure it, it's a shame like where it's all heading um I don't want to 
go much further with it because it'll end up with me having like some sort of like rant but um it, it was really disappointing to hear that that they're hiding content like to me like and i really wonder like I, i'll be really interested to see and i don't even know how we'd find out now at this point if like in a week or two weeks it's on the ad tier because i wonder if that's like if they had this short-term deal which would not be a licensee deal at that point it would be a ploy um that the first like in the first week or so of a new film that coming there that it's not on the ad tier to try to get people to describe to the ad free and i bet you any amount of money thanksgiving comes up on that ad tier within a week or two yeah um, I mean, that's the thing is like how any of us ever know well, right how you yeah. how you're right they could hide it forever because you know like yeah how would you know um the only way you would ever know is if you eventually switched back and then saw it but i mean that feels like i don't know i don't know now i'm kind of gun shy about switching back right right it makes sense i don't, I don't have really care about netflix oh my god right. it's so ridiculous it is um as Aztec Alley. Aztec Alley. I have one more thing for you this week, and that's it. Um I wish I, knew I, was, what I was on I was on R slash movies yesterday mm. and saw a post by Raging Penguin 4. Nice. Not, not the original Raging Penguin. Um, or his subsequent counterparts. <laughs> um title of thread. I'm going to attempt to watch every Nick Cage film. Mm. Post. I can't imagine I'll actually succeed, but I was thinking about sharing this journey as I go and thought this might be a good place. I was inspired to do this, not because I'm overly in love with the actor, but because he does such a wide breadth of things I have seen. I can't help but wonder what else haven't I seen. If there's interest, I'll keep sharing. If not, I'll take my declarations elsewhere. What is that threat? Um, I didn't read this entire post. I skimmed it yesterday. Um, this will certainly take longer than five nights. It might require more than a truffle pig to track down all the movies. Um, anyway, here I go. What I've watched. Fast Times at Richmond High. This is, I, guess, I guess this is the review. I knew Nick wasn't much in this, but I really had no idea how much he wasn't in it. This was actually a new one for me, and I always heard it was a classic, so I pushed through. As far as I can tell, he was in the background once for about 10 seconds, and I thought I saw him as an extra again, but I couldn't be sure. Zero out of five for Nick Impact. Ten out of ten for 80s high school teen sex comedy. This guy's ripping us off. Valley Girl. Okay, this was really the first Nick Cage movie, in my humble opinion. Um, Nick is just as much Nick as I was hoping, only in hilariously awkward 80s version. Three out of five Nick impact, and five out of five for learning you can apparently just take prom king status if you challenge Mortal Kombat and win. Bonus points for throwing food after. One out of five for hardcore judgment of dating people outside the valley. Why would he not be a to five out of five in Nick Impact? I mean, he's in that entire movie. That scale is dumb. Well, what is Nick Impact? Like, right? Like, there's no definition here. Um, it's got to be like how much he 
how much his role plays on the outcome of the movie. And Nick Cage is like 100% of that movie. I don't know if that's it. I think Nick Impact is like the, um, is our um, Cage score is what he means. But he's calling it Nick Impact because he thinks that it has like a little bit of uh, um, uh, assonance um, to it. Then this, Nick this, 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 hold on. This fucking bitch doesn't know what fucking essence is. Raging Penguin 4. Um, Raging Penguin 4 has no idea what assonance is. I don't want to hear any more of this. You're just making me mad. Hold on. We've already done this. Skipped. Skipped. The best of times. This doesn't really count as a movie. Seems more like a TV pilot, and I'm giving myself a break because this is a long list. What a bitch. Next, Raising Arizona. Maybe later, Rumblefish, Racing with the Moon, The Cotton Club, Birdie, The Boy in Blue, Peggy Sue Got Married. Someone's in here that I'm I'm not sure aged well and some with seemingly low cage impact. Need to get traction on this challenge before it ends, before it really begins. So next, I'm going with one that was recommended to me and seems like it at least aged decently in Raising Arizona. There, there are so many comma splices and missing or inappropriate commas and fragments in this that I, like it was really hard to read the last like three parts there. Um, he skipped. First of all, he skipped the best of times. You know who didn't skip the best of times? Yeah, I know. I watched it again like a month ago. <laughs> we that was that was a watch along with us. <laughs> Um, he'll probably skip the history of swear words too, or whatever. Um, <clears throat> we didn't skip that one either. Maybe later. Like this dude is trying to get some validation. This is his. This is his ad tier. He's trying to get some validation from Reddit in order to continue. What did validation you did you did you get? No, did he get? I have never. Oh. Heard uh, <laughs> Um, Electric Alligator says, I'm a cat. I'm a sexy cat. Mm. There's a some kind of link here to a community clip. Um, is the second response from I Firebird. Um, which I think is also a reference to the community, like the I sexy cat thing. Um, the whole conversation here is about that community thread. Then there's a new comment. Never go full Nick Cage. Even Nick Cage avoids going full Nick Cage. That's got to be a reference to something. Um, it's a uh, unbearable weight, right? No. It's something. Yeah, unbearable weight. Is it? Okay. Uh, somebody recommends Lord Lord of War, but they put multiple R's on it um, for some reason. But War. Right, yes. Um, That's the Sepultura version. Had to scroll the answer to that, the response um, from Mr. Andy's Andy, um, is had to scroll way too far. This is the real answer, Lord of War. 
Um, somebody says, don't forget wild at heart. Mm. Um, somebody, the source 88 comes in and says, in reference to wild at heart, that's the easy stuff. It's getting through left behind in the humanity bureau era stuff. Uh, where Cage was making slop for pay for his financial problems. Cage has like 40 movies in Letterbox that is a 2.5 and below. Um, the only person that can top that, I think, is Bruce Willis with 49. I bet Eric Roberts beats him. Mm, that could be. Somebody talks about Raising Arizona being good. Um, somebody recommends Willie's Wonderland. Nobody cares about this dude. Like, there's like they just want to come in and get their own shit in with like the movie they think this person should watch. Yeah, I I I feel them. <laughs> um I mean that's what Reddit is, right? It's just getting your name getting your shit in. Um uh, somebody comes in and says leaving Las Vegas and somebody comes in with the name Moon Age Day Scream. Not a terrible name. Um nice. yeah. Be warned, this is not a feel-good movie, especially if anyone in your family or you um, have struggled with substance abuse issues. What the fucking... Fucking leaving Las Vegas, man. Mm. Awful. We love that movie. Awful. So, yeah, basically just people are just... Somebody just does come in and said, like, you know, like, Godspeed soldier. So I guess that's, like, validation. <laughs> In some way, um, nobody, nobody's like sitting there saying like, "I want this, I want this content." Like you know, from a guy who can't write, um, and is skipping the best of times. Um, <laughs> you're really hung up on the fact. I mean, uh, you know, you just do it. We did it. I did it. <laughs> Me, I watched them all. Oh, the best of the time. <laughs> The best of times I was talking about specifically. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, I'll say this. I think that, honestly, watching his entire filmography is one of the best things I've ever done. I don't finish much in life, but, you know, it's it's an accomplishment. Like, how mm-hmm. many people can say they've seen every single Nick Cage movie and mean it? Right. And have reviewed them and have it there for posterity. Like, you know who is not going to be? Angry Penguin 63. He's he's raging, by the way. <laughs> um, but yes, um, it's not going to be Angry Penguin 63. Um, or any other fucking Angry Penguin that comes on Reddit. Um, because you did it and you are continuing to do it. Mm. Um, I still haven't watched Stream Scenario. I keep putting it off. Eh, it'll come up at some point for free somewhere. Um, <clears throat> it's only like four ninety nine now, but I just have so much other things I have to watch. I just I don't know. Yeah, nah, it's fine. Got to spread those cages out. They're not as not as abundant as they used to be. Well, they're going to be non-existent after a point. So he says you're tired. We'll see. I mean, Stephen King retired twenty some years ago, and that motherfucker puts out a book each year. I heard his I last one was actually really good. Stephen King book? Yeah. Which what was that? The Outsider was good. He just did uh it's the um 
female autistic character from the Mr. Mercedes stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. just put out a book. I can't remember what that character's name is, but he just put out a book that was about her. Um, That's interesting. I enjoyed Mr. Mercedes. He um he says he really, like, uh, let's see here. Oh, it's just called Holly. Yeah. Um, this character's name, it seems like. Um, yeah, she's like running the private detective agency on her own and like doing the investigations and stuff at this point. And like, you know, so it's all about a case that she ends up like, um, taking on. So, um, yeah, that was, that was this year, but, uh, yeah, he's really like grown fond of her. What is, why does it say 2020 for Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption? Did he get re-released as a standalone like novella? It looks like it, yeah. That's what it is. Um, is that some anniversary of the movie or something? 2020? No. And the movie's later than that. That was 94 was the movie. It's originally published in 82. That doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Um... Oh, uh, it might have coincided with Castle Rock. Mm. For some reason. Oh, yeah. Um, right, right. So, yeah, that that would make sense. Um, But the dude releases, like, a fucking book every year. And, like, the dude retired. Like, you know. Like, when the fuck was that? Like, what was the Dark Tower in? Like, oh, oh. Uh, 06? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... I've still never even read those last two books. Are you serious? Yeah, Wolves of Kaya and whatever the... Mm. Yeah. Huh. You know what it was? I was so nonplussed by fucking Wizarding Glass that I just didn't care anymore. I started to read Wolves of the Kaya. I read, like, the first, like, two chapters, and it's just kind of off-putting to me, so... What turns you off about Wizarding Glass exactly? I just find it kind of boring. I don't know. Like, mm. I think there's an immediacy in the quest of the first three books that, uh, to me, is really, really compelling, I guess. And then to pull you away from, you know, Jake and Eddie and Susanna or whatever and Roland and make you like just kind of read the history of it. I don't know. I I enjoyed getting that stuff more in snippets from things that Roland would say as opposed to having to read a whole book about that stuff. And I thought it was way too I I guess I I felt like it anticipated what would eventually become the fourth wall breaking of the series. Mhm. Mm in the sense that it was too much of like pulling from our actual world into that world, even though that's kind of the whole point of like the parallel universes or whatever. And mm -hmm. like Jake in general, um, I just didn't like it. It was too much. Yeah. I like that stuff in small snippets. So you didn't really, you didn't re really, you didn't read the last three then, like, because that's what was the guy is five, and then there's Song of Susanna and um the last one, like I think it's just called the Dark Tower, probably. Yeah, um, I never. Yeah, uh, so two thousand and four. Just so you know, like, so that is also another thirty year anniversary. Yeah. 
I should watch that Dark Tower movie with um Idris Elba. Mm, you know what you celebrate. should watch is a movie called Dark Tower that I've been trying to get you for like a you and Orion for like a year to watch. It's on Tubi and it never goes away. About a haunted skyscraper. Nice. There's no Aztecs in it, so it ain't happening this week. Um, unless there's an Aztec alley behind the. I watched that movie when I had COVID last year. Um, like after I no, it was the day after I watched what was that rock movie that I watched like when I had when I was all sick when I, we talked one night. You guys didn't watch it with me. I just watched it on my own. Did you watch the Rock Skyscraper movie? No, no, no. It was um like ancient Greece or oh, it was Hercules. Hercules, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. That's right, and we talked about it like eventually, uh-huh. but it wasn't that night. Um, I watched it on my own that night and was complaining about to you guys. That was when I like was like just sweating like crazy that night when we were talking. Um. But yeah, like I watched it the day after that, this Dark Tower movie, um, and texted you guys about it, and 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 everybody just disregarded me, and you don't you don't get it. It's like a movie you guys would actually like. All right, I'll watch it. I mean, I it's terrible. It. It's terrible. You need to add no, it to I a list. It's it's terrible. Um. You guys, I think, would probably like it better than I would even. Um, and I, I mean, I didn't like it. It's terrible. But uh, you should put it on your list. Been trying to tell everybody. You've referenced like three times. Um, <clears throat> nobody listens to me. <laughs> I'm not listening to you now. I know. Listen. I'm just um, listening. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I knew what you're I would really... <laughs> I know. I wish I I was like searching so much trying to figure out what as a ally like actually was. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if my old phone would have that or not. I can try to like see if it's if I can look into that. Um, for context for next week, <laughs> Aztec ally is a good category though. You know, it's something that I really appreciate about the iPhone. What's that? I will never say a phrase like my old phone. Like, it's just the same stuff. It just moves. It might be a new phone, but it's the same content. It's possible it didn't happen on the phone the more I think about it. Mm. It's possible that it happened on a Zoom call one night in a private conversation. Might still be on your phone. It's probably in some sort of mainframe in China. Like, maybe I can contact the government over there and see if they can dig it up. Yeah. That is 100% what would happen if you contacted the Chinese government. Is they would find, oh, let's, we'll, we'll get right on it. Sir, I am, I'm trying to do a podcast. I'm trying to do do a Vandy podcast where these two old white guys talk about movies. Like, we have a category for the Spin Chagrin called Aztec Ally. 
it was a mistaken phrase that was used in a Zoom call. Can you dig through the TikTok data to sit there and isolate and grab that for me and find the transcript? You don't think they'd do it? Yes, I'm sure they would. You should reach out to them right now. <laughs> I wonder how many words out. the average Chinese person that speaks English would understand out of any of that. A lot. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'll um I'll stop over the next time I'm in Asia and Aztec ally spin chagrin <laughs> like I those aren't common phrases. Um, <clears throat> all right. So next week Aztec ally, um, and you'll catch up on the Stephen King books, right? Sorry, yeah, thirtieth yeah. anniversary. I'm I'm gonna get right the fuck on it. <laughs> all right. Dude, I can't read stuff I want to read, let alone some shit I didn't want to read 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, but you read Cell, didn't you? No, I didn't read Cell. No, you didn't? I read Doctor Sleep, and I read The Outsider, and I read a couple of Joe Hill's books because I like him as a writer. Why do I think you read Cell? Somebody read Cell. I started to read Full Dark, No Stars, and I hated it. I thought it was really poorly written. I have not read a Stephen King book since The Dark Tower because the dude said he was retiring and I refused to read anything after that. Yeah. Although Mr. Mercedes, good television show. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. It was uh, it was a good book. Yeah. Um Brendan Gleason um and I'm sorry, I forget the actress's name which makes me feel bad, but she played uh Connor's prostitute slash girlfriends like in secession um that mm-hmm. actress uh she um she plays holly um in that show but um yeah both really good performances and a really good like three uh, three season arc of that show so all right well thanks for listening everybody uh we'll be back next week with a new category um and uh yeah aztec ally Double D deuces.